listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. So tonight on the show, ladies and gentlemen, we want to talk about hard topics that um, would want to get you, uh, might be a tearjerker for some, but topics that would really provoke us to understand that God is in every single situation and God is able to heal any situation that we find ourselves in. At 6 o'clock on the Feminine Touch, we're going to talk to Balesa Brown, who has overcome a traumatic event of rape in her life and now has started a book about this and is currently doing a book tour to help show how the Lord has healed her, her journey of forgiveness and healing, and also just just to be a message of hope for those who are struggling or going through something similar with the issue of rape. Do take part in the conversation. We want to get the most out of Sis Balesa, Balesa Brown as we engage with her from 6 till 7 and really just see the goodness of the Lord in her life. Then at 7 o'clock we're going to talk to a lawyer, Vusi Suela, and we want to talk about what are our labor rights in the workplace. So you'd understand that at work there are rules and regulations. So how do you know that your employer is walking right how do you know that you're walking right in terms of those rules and regulations and how can you protect yourself that is the lineup right now on the feminine touch from 6 to 8 p.m as usual this is a christian lifestyle show we are talking about empowering conversations conversations that must provoke us to change and must provoke us to do better as African people, as people, as citizens of this world, right? So ladies and gentlemen, um, let me give you the handles that you can engage with us on. You can send us a voice note on 067-153-1089. You can call us on 010-010-8439. On Twitter, you can send us a tweet on Hope Alive underscore radio. And on Facebook, you will find us at Hope Alive Radio Station. If you're on Instagram, you will find us at Hope Alive radio ladies and gentlemen without further ado we are ready for the first half of the show for a powerful interview with balesa brown engage with us we love to hear your comments your feedback your voice notes let's talk together on this journey ladies and gentlemen we're going to take a quick ad break when we come back balesa brown talks to us about her journey of healing from surviving a rape ordeal the alabaster box is proud to offer affordable oil-based imported fragrances from dubai because of the quality oil used in all our products, our fragrances represent pure Arabic affluence, pure class, and pure distinction. They provide you with all-day unmatched, long-lasting presence and unique scents, giving you confidence in business and social interactions alike. Why wait? Gift yourself and your loved ones with the Dubai Imported Fragrances for both men and women, starting from only 450 Rand a bottle. For more information, contact us on 082-602-0740. This is Hope Alive Radio, shaping minds for a better future. Good evening, Sis Balesa. How are you doing tonight? I'm good and having I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for the interview on The Feminine Touch. I know that you're a busy woman and your schedule is very, very important. We definitely appreciate your time, ma'am. No, you're most welcome. Thank you so much. So we're going to get straight into it. Uh, we're going to talk about your book, To My Rapist. I say thank you, as well as the book tour that you're currently embarking on. We want to hear all about the life-changing and powerful stories that you are doing, as well as just the testimonies that people are sharing with you from this journey of your, your story of healing as well. We're really looking forward to, most importantly, just hearing what the Lord has done in your life. But first things first, maybe let's just talk about 
about, you know, for some who don't know who is Balesa Brown, I'd love for you to just give our listeners a bit of an introduction on who you are and um, then we'll take it from there. <laughs> I'm laughing because every time when I have to introduce myself, it's like I'm reading my own obituary. Oh, no. So, <laughs> well, um, Balesa Brown is, um, first and foremost, she's, she's a mother um, of two beautiful children. Um, who are a testimony on their own. Mm. Um, I'm a sister, mm. um, yes, and um, I'm an author. Yes, uh, you're an author. <laughs> I'm a life coach um, that also practice NLP. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a servant of God. Mm. I'm a vessel that He just continues to use. Mm. So mm. I am Balisa Brown for the people. Mm. Fantastic, an author by God's design. Look at that, and of course, uh, I love how you said that you are Balisa Brown for the people. And you know, I met you at Tamela Foundation's event, and you truly are someone that is for the people. So inviting, so warm, so encouraging and uplifting as well. Just really showing people that you know what. I am here for you and we can connect. I love that about your heart, truly. It ministers <laughs> to me so, so much. Thank you so much, my queen. So let's talk about you as a queen. You are doing amazing things with the book launch. People are so excited. They're so encouraged by your story as well. But it didn't always start there. And I love how you introduce yourself as a mother, a sister, because there's many roles that you have. Let's talk about, you know, you as Balissa Brown. You, um, why did you feel that this was the right time to release the book? Well, um, I, I guess, you know, being a mother, you, um, I had to think like a lion mm. that would probably first protect um, its cubs. Mm -hmm. So I had to make sure that my kids were mentally, emotionally ready to share me with the world mm. before I can even share myself with the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, as much as it took, you know, forever, mm. but then at the end of the day, I had my children's best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I, I wanted them to not just hear about or, or read about the story, you know, on, on, on in the newspapers or listen mm. to the radios or TV. I wanted them to hear it from me mm. first before the world can give them, you know, a different type of story that I never wrote. I hear you. I hear you. And I love that you know that, you know, sometimes people will distort the truth to suit <laughs> their own version. How did your children take it at first when you had to lay out that mom has gone through such a traumatic event in her life? Well, my daughter, my daughter, um, I think my daughter is my, she, she's, she's her daughter's mother, right? Mm -hmm. And my son being a, a male child i think he was he was very very hurt mm. um i remember when after i shared whatever he was just 16 years old mm. and he ran up to me and he just gave me a hug and he said mommy i'm sorry i was not there to protect you oh, you can imagine tired. a 16 year old <laughs> telling me that he's sorry that he was not there to protect me 
And he vowed that from that day moving forward, he will be there to protect me. Sure. Hence, he's very jealous. You know, um, as one moves on in life and you meet different people, especially sure. the male figures yeah. um, who wants to be in your life, my son is still very, very overprotective of me. Wow. I love that. And I love how he understood not to take anything bad from it, but okay, I can, I can protect women from this story that I've heard. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on the book tour. How has that been going for you? It's very overwhelming, I must say. Um, given the fact, you know, the other day I had, um, I, I think, and somebody said, I think there comes the next title. Um, I, I, I met one of the perpetrators. It wasn't the intention. It mm. just happened. Mm. But I guess, you know, you know, God just, does things in his way and ways that we will never even begin to understand Mm. and at the time you you ask yourself why did this happen but then when you realize and when you connect to the story that it was actually God so I took a leap of faith Um, the book tour starts in Rustenburg this is where the audio happened right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it starts in Rustenburg Mm -hmm. and I, I, I said okay I'm gonna Gather myself and I'm going to walk with God. Got into the car and I'm like, I need to go check out the venue. I did not even tell my manager that I'm going to Rustenburg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I drove. It was a pleasant drive and coming back as well was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, um, because, you know, God continues to add pages to, to my life story or to all of us this life's journey, um, I then took a detour. There's, um, shell garages on the end floor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, so I took a detour because I was hungry and I needed to also um, fill my car mm-hmm. so um, I did that got into skiers and you know one thing about um, being violated is that you would never forget as much as the violator forgets right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. or the perpetrator sorry the perpetrator forgets but then the one that's been violated um, I, I don't want to use the word victim because I'm I'm not a victim anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. I'm a conqueror. So um, yeah. So 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 I get into steers and then I order food. And as I'm ordering this food, there's a familiar smell. Mm-hmm. And the smell, like it, it sounds very, it smells very familiar. Mm-hmm. And I lean forward towards um, the cashier, but it's not the cashier. Mm-hmm. And as um, you know, the nose, what the nose does, right? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to follow the smell. Mm-hmm. And as I took a, a half turn mm-hmm. behind me, I saw these eyes that I will never forget, oh even if they were to come and you know even if i were to see them after 50 or 20 i don't know 100 years i will never forget the eyes mm-hmm. and then the smell as well mm-hmm. and this guy here he was one of the guys that actually raped me and he's standing behind me and i just literally just froze mm-hmm. and i froze and the tears were just streaming down my cheeks i did not know what to do mm. and he's like ma'am are you okay i can't even utter a word and then this other lady um, Simone from Nikerk, um, I also just met her there. She comes to me, she says, ma'am, uh, are you okay? I-, I can't even say yes, I can't even say no. So she mm. asked this guy, what did you do to her? And he's mm. like, I don't even know her, I didn't do anything. Oh and my, my inner voice said, you raped me, mm. but it's just not coming out. It's not coming out. And I'm like, you raped me, what do you mean you, d- you don't know what you did to me? And this lady then took me, she took me towards, um, 
she supported me to on of the benches and then I sat there, they gave me water. I called up and then from there I, I was I, I was no longer hungry, guys. And mm. so I just got into my car and I called my manager and I was crying, I was shaking, I could not even you know, and he said, Talisa, I'm going to be with you from the time you leave the garage up until when you reach home. Sure, but sure. then as I was as I was driving, um, God said to me that your book tour is, start, is starting in in in, um, in Rustenburg, and little did you know that these people were out. So I had to prepare you beforehand that this is what you might come across, mm. so that you are mentally and emotionally ready. Mm. And mm. that was God. Just you know what He did because you can imagine if I'm at the book tour and then these people just rock up and mm. I don't even know that they are out. Mm. Mm. Mm you know, what effect it will literally have on the book tour. Mm, mm. So, yeah, so so those are, I think, the overwhelming um, challenges that I had to deal with. But other than that, um, we were looking, we're very excited. We're looking very forward mm. um, towards everything and how it is unfolding. And, um, you know, it can be a bit stressful, you know, especially when regarding the ticket sales and so forth. But then sure. I always say to my manager that, God will bring people whom he knows needs to be there to this event. Absolutely. Because when we pray, when we pray, we say, protect us from what is not of you. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. It is 21 minutes past six. We are talking to Balesa Brown on her book, To My Rapist. I say thank you. And we want to hear about her journey of healing and forgiveness. We invite you to join in on the conversation. We're on Facebook on Hope Alive Radio Station. You'll find us on Twitter on Hope Alive underscore radio if you want to send a voice note the number is 067-153-1089 you can also call us directly on 010-010-8439 so you you touched briefly on it uh Sispalesa, about the incident happened in rustenburg maybe to somebody who doesn't know your story would you be able to share just a summary of what happened to you and how long ago this was okay Okay, let me let me let me share it with you. So um, I had just survived um, a stroke, right? So I um, I was literally just healing from a stroke, and um, I get called to Rustenburg. So I don't know. I did not know Rustenburg at the time. So I get called to Rustenburg for an interview, and two days later, I was told that um, the interview was successful. And um, so um, I said to my employee uh, then that I had conditions because I think they could see when, when, when I went for the interview that I was limping. So I had to explain that I just survived the stroke. So my conditions were, um, since that I'm, I'm not too familiar with Russell, but one of the conditions would be then they would have to provide me uh, a place of residence, number one. Um, I still I'm not in a position to be able to drive myself, so I will then have to be picked up to and from Rustenburg, mm. and um, they agreed on those on those grounds. So it is unfortunate that um, on the 21st of August, um, so I was working on it in the um, industrial site um, in Rustenburg at a company that was that was then called Wetrock. and um, it is unfortunate on that day our our head office is in Honeydew. So uh, my manager got caught up, the one that normally transports me to and from um, the guest house. He got caught up in, um, in, in, um, at the head office. 
So I said, oh, it's fine, man. I'll just get into a taxi. I mean, it's just local. It's in town. So I stayed at Connor Leighton Haystack. There was a guest house there, which they booked me into. Mm. So um, I limped, limped, limped towards the robot. And then, like, you know, the taxis, it was like, you know, peak hours. So uh, I'm around past six to seven. And um, I'm then saying, okay, I will then um, catch a taxi. So as the taxis were coming, some of them were full, and then here comes this other one. Here comes this other one, and um, I stop it. And as it stopped, I, I found comfort in the fact that it had two women inside, even though they were like men. In fact, I did not know how many at the time, but then they were like more than more than three men inside. Mm-hmm. So I get to the taxi. Um, you know, you know when you. I think you won't understand what what's happening at the time up until you have a reflect um, of, of of the incident and how it um, unfolded. So um, I get into the taxi. This lady, the next stop, says to the guys, and they all agreed, yes, 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 and then they went. So two steps, two stops later, the other one um, gets off. She also says the same thing. And okay, to me it's nothing. I thought, ah, you know, they're just commuters. Um, probably they know each other. And um, so we, we then go, um, and I'm telling the driver, okay, I'm getting off at the corner of Leighton Haystack. Mm. And as I'm telling the driver that I'm getting off at the corner of Leighton Haystack, um, I see the taxi takes a different turn. And I'm like, driver, um, I'm getting off at this corner of Leighton Haystack. And then this guy that was seated next to me, he says to me, hi, Tula Wena. And I'm like, so I'm trying to signal to the driver that, you know what, this guy here um, next to me is really harassing me, and I'm not sure whether the driver can hear me. Little did I know that the driver was also part of this whole thing. Mm. So um, they wanted money. I believe that they wanted money at first. And um, it is unfortunate that not so long ago, my pension funds were paid in. I, I used to work for um, for NetBank then. So my pensions were, were paid in. So we went to an ATM. Um, they withdrew. They wanted the pen, which obviously I had no choice but to give. Um, they withdrew money. Um, they could see there's more money. So they went, they bought booze, and they wanted more money. So we waited. So I was, I was actually abducted for four for for three days, released on the fourth day. Mm. So, um, as my I think um, my mom tried to call me, and my phone was then switched off, so no one could get hold of me for the whole three days. No one knew where I was. Um, so they drove, they drove, they drove. Um, Twelve um, midnight, they went to another ATM. At that time, I was now blindfolded, not to see where we were going. So um, we drove to another ATM where we, where they withdrew money, and then I could hear the conversations that no, there's still a lot of money in this account, and they wanted more. And um, wh- what I knew back then is, you know, you you could not even if you go inside a bank, especially um, I used to bank with NetBank as well. So with NetBank, you couldn't withdraw like lump 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 sums. Mm. Just you know, immediately you have to. Um, probably put in notice and also give reasons as to why you want mm. to withdraw those lump sums of money. Mm. So my reason was then there's a funeral back home, but even though it did not give me the entire money. Um, so when morning came, um, we went into the bank. And you can imagine um, at the time, you know, people would question, why did you not scream? And why did you, I said, 
you know, screaming was probably because this is, this person had a gun. Screaming would probably endanger my life. I might be killed, number one. Um, number two, it will endanger all the other people's lives that are in, within the bank. I did not even want to take any risk. I mean, I was fearing for my life, literally. So we get to the teller. Um, we tell the teller that, no, um, there's a funeral back home that I need. I think we would do 30000 at the time. I need 30000 And, okay, he said, no, they can't give me 30000 They can give me twenty. We said, it's fine. Um, we then went to the money. Um, they stole Zola. Zola took me, and we were driving around, driving around, driving around. They bought booze. They bought, okay, they bought booze. They bought me some food. And um, we still continued to drive. I did not know where we were driving to up until the Monday. This was now, I think it was Sunday. Um, they still went. They withdrew um, an X amount again via the ATM. And... Um, Monday, Monday morning, early hours of the morning, I, I could hear the conversations between them. The one is like, no, let's leave her here now. Um, we've got what we wanted. And then the other one says, no, remember, she saw our faces the first time. And as they said that, my queen, I was like, oh, God, they're going to kill me. Mm. And um, I, I immediately, you know, recited Psalm 91 yes. because we know that it's a psalm of protection. Mm. And so, and um, I, I just kept on reciting that psalm, reciting, reciting. And then up on, I was still in the taxi. They were outside drinking. And then I was pulled out. I had my hand back in my, in my hand. Um, I was pulled out of the taxi, so I fell on the ground. And as I fell, this is when they decided, the one said, no, um, let's do this to her. And they decided to do that. And as they were having their turns with me, I also pleaded with God. I said, God, if you take me from this ordeal, I will, I will live for you, I will serve you, and I will serve your children. Mm. And, you know, and, and, and God did just that. Um, as, as horrific an ordeal I went through, but God saved me. He has been there. People would normally say, Palesa, but where was this God that you mm. keep on praising? Mm. God has been there. He's been there with me through it all. Because I believe that, you know, if, if he was not there, uh, they could have they, they, they could have killed me. Um, probably I could have also been HIV infected. Um, I could have, you know, so many things could have happened. But then God protected me from there. He heard my most inner, uh, most silent prayers at that time. And he was there. Mm. Oh, my goodness. What a story, ladies and gentlemen. What a testimony. This is where we see the hand of God, that he can do the impossible. And I love how you said that, you know, Psalms 91, you still found it in you to pray and seek the face mm -hmm. of the Lord and recite um, that psalm as you were going through this ordeal. Amazing, amazing, amazing testimony. Thank you, Sister Balesa, for sharing that with us. It is 30 minutes past six. We are talking to Balesa Brown on her book, To My Rapists. I say thank you. We invite you to join in on the conversation. Our WhatsApp line, you can send us a voice note, 067-153-1089. You can find us on Twitter and send us a tweet on Hope Alive underscore radio. And of course, if you are on Facebook, you can find us on Hope Alive radio station. If you want to call us, the number is 010-010-8439. I want to read you some comments that have come through from um, 
our listeners and the comment says well be a brave woman sharing her testimony absolutely that is true and that's what women look at you on you at you as a brave woman sharing her testimony you know earlier on you said you're no longer a victim but you're a survivor maybe you would elaborate that for us please why do you say that um people have thought you know um i think people still cringe when they hear my story for the first time and they look at me uh, with pity and um i i don't um i'm a life coach as well right so mm. I, I would tell my um patients that i don't do pity um because the minute i, I decided that i cannot um embrace pain pain was there pain was caused pain was inflicted but the moment you allow yourself to stay in pain forever you would lose yourself as a person mm. so i refused to lose myself as a person i had to then decide whether i want to take this pain and turn it into power mm. or what is it that i want to do because i clearly know that i have a mandate that i still need to deliver mm. that i had to deliver and um if i may if i may uh, with your permission my queen mm. um just because i think people will also wonder our listeners will also wonder why the title of the book yes. um, to my rapist mm. i thank you mm. um first of all we need to understand what the word rape means mm. um if we use it as a metaphor mm-hmm. right so i use rape the word rape as a metaphor because rape is is any act of violation that has been done upon you without your consent that is rape right and when i look at my scars which i say i've got beautiful scars um they do not define who i am as a person but when i reflect i see that i am an overcomer i have conquered pain i have turned it into power so my first scar would then be the pain the, the scar of rejection that was from my dad So for me I never asked to be rejected right but it happened the second scar would then be a scar of grief where I um you know back in the time we had I'm a high school sweetheart and so I got engaged to this guy whom I loved back then and um unfortunately 3 days before our wedding he was murdered so instead of a wedding I now had to prepare for a funeral Then I think this is where the depression came in and then I suffered a stroke and unfortunately from the stroke I then had um, the rape incident and then from there I had the car accident from there I also had I had sorry before before even my children I had cancer I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 16 years old and the doctor said that I will not have kids and I said not um it is not over until god says it's over and my mom i remember my mom praying and says god you cannot do this to my daughter mm. um we we are a very family orientated whatever and i still need a uh, grandchildren so you are the author of her life mm. and you will write and do what you think is needs to be done let your will be done so when the doctor said no there's no hope god showed up he showed up he showed up god showed up guys god showed up and he continues to show up i always tell people like god showed up for me and he continues to show up big time so mm. this is the reason why so when i look at all my beautiful scars mm. i say scars scars i am glad i'm happy that you chose me because 
I believe that I am that beacon of hope. God chose me and God kept me for a reason. Mm. Probably there are other palaces out there that feel like, you know what, they cannot cope, they cannot carry on. Mm. And not that I'm saying that my scars are better than any other mm. person's mm. scar. Mm scars right we just scar differently there's no scar that is better it doesn't matter whether you had one scar pain was inflicted so there's no scar that is better than the other scar because we all have scars on our bodies mm-hmm. and it is just how um what's important is how you actually um what is the word how you actually try and deal with them and and what you do about those scars Mm, all right, all right. So that's why the title, and I thought as well, it's very provoking title. Now you <laughs> mentioned that um, you had met one of the rapists and they didn't recognize you. Let's talk about when you actually went to visit one of them in prison. What was that ordeal like? And did the conversation materialize? Well, it wasn't one. Um, at the time, five of the seven were arrested. Mm. So I, 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 I needed to remember, um, I think we all have our own different ways of healing and how we want to deal with things. Mm. My brother then had organized um, some um, psychologists and, 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 and I think I went for one session. Mm. And as I'm seated there and I'm listening to this, old lady and she's blabbling 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 and i said you know in my mind i'm like alisa are you going to come every time here and relate to this person and she's just going to sit and make notes and from there she's going to give you a script for you to get medication i just going to become hooked on because i know they give you like the antidepressants and all that so what is it that you actually want i needed to make a decision at the time the first session that i had what is it that i want Mm. And I said, I wanted to heal. And then I asked myself, and how do you intend on healing? For me, healing was, I first needed to understand why I was raped. Because I wanted to understand whether I was targeted or was it just something that just happened. And when I, when I was informed that the, um, the perpetrators had been um, arrested, I said, okay, I want to go visit these people in prison. And they thought I was crazy. I mm. said, I want to go visit these people in prison. I need to understand as to why I was raped. Mm. Um, so when I had the interview, um, the four out of the five showed no remorse whatsoever. Mm. And the first one, this is the one that actually taught me the art of forgiveness. And he taught me what forgiveness really means. And he taught me that when you say you forgive, you really need to forgive. But he also taught me that forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation. Mm. Because I, I would want to forgive him, but then I don't want to reconcile with him. Mm. I would never want to reconcile with mm. them. Mm. So as I was seated there, and this guy, so we were, there was um, there was a social worker, there was a sack of files, um, there was um, two ladies, um, guards from the correctional services, and then there was a guy standing at the door, and then um, it was me there. So I asked this guy, why did you rape me? And he just looked down. He didn't answer me the first time. I got irritated. I raised my voice. I asked him again, why did you rape me? So he started crying. And I'm like, huh? so the flesh, this is the flesh now, right? So the flesh is mm. like, huh? so you're crying here. Um, I was the one that was raped. I'm the one that's supposed to be crying, and now you are crying. Mm. And he looked up, and he says, Sissy, I am sorry. And I'm saying, you're sorry for what? He says, I'm sorry for what I did. 
And I'm like, why are you sorry? Mm. He says, he says to me, it is not the first time that he has raped, right? Mm. But it is the first time that he has ever had an encounter with a victim at the time, somebody that he had raped. And for him, and it was the first time that he actually got to understand the level of pain that he had inflicted on another person. Mm. Mm. And he says to me, please forgive me. And I said, I can't. Mm. And then the social worker then opened up and, I, and he says to me, he says, the guy said to me, like, I've been through a lot. And I'm like, yo, you've been through a lot. Now I was raped by seven men. Mm. And the social worker then says, Palisa, um, if you don't mind, can I just interject? And I'm like, sure. So she starts reading this boy, this young man's file. And, you know, this is why I'm so passionate, um, Sissy, about um, building and protecting a boy child. Because men, our men's society is broken, mm. and it starts at a tender age. And this is something that we don't see, and it will never end up until we take mm. accountability mm. for that. So this young man was raped at an early age by his dad. And mm. at the time... To him, it was a love language because his father loved him, so he thought, and he loved his dad. So every time the dad did that, it was okay. Then the uncle then raped him. Then he went into society. He was raped by society. He went into prison. He was raped in prison. So rape is the only love language that he has known. Sure. And this was confirmed by the um, social worker um, that, that was that was present. Sorry, that was present at the time. Mm. And as we kept on reading, and then this young man was crying, and he was crying, and he was crying. And worst part, he was the instigator. He was the one that said, no, let us do this to her. Oh and he says to Sinia Kolisa, and I said, no, I can't forgive you. Mm. But as I said, I can't forgive you. You know when you, <laughs> you know what the Holy Spirit does, right? Yeah. And you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. When, when you know, the, the room, there's this mist. That just, mm. that just filled the room, and I could feel that the Holy Spirit is present. And as I said, I can't. Um, something whispered in my ears and said to me that, you come to me and you say, forgive me, and I have already forgiven you. Who have you forgiven? Mm. And I said, no, I can't. I, I argued with what the voice was saying in my ear. I argued. I said, I can't forgive this person. He says, he, he repeated, the voice repeated again and said, you come and say, forgive me as I have already forgiven. Here is a case in front of you. This man is begging for your forgiveness. He is remorseful. And as I'm arguing, I just saw my hand stretching out to this perpetrator. Mm. And I, I grabbed him. I gave him a hug. I smelled him. And it was him. It was him. I smelled him, and it was mm. him. And I whispered in his ears, and I said, I forgive you. Sure. What a story. What a story, Suspanessa. When you... I walked away, I really did forgive. Mm. I, I don't want to re I don't have to reconcile. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's only God that would have allowed you to be able to forgive someone. And just hearing his story, you know, I, I get why you've named your book To My Rapist because there's multiple things that will give us pain in society. And that is a form of a rape that we are feeling on an everyday basis as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the time now is uh, 18.43, and uh, we're going to read through some of your text messages just to hear from you. Thank you so much for connecting with us. Let me give you the handles one more time. We are on Facebook. You can message us on Hope Alive Radio Station. We're on Twitter on Hope Alive underscore radio. And of course, you can uh, send a voice note or send a message on WhatsApp on 067-153-1089. You can also call us on 010-010-8439. Here is a comment from Lerato in Centurion and she says, that can be hard going through this, but we thank God for healing. Absolutely. The journey has not been easy, but you have conquered, Sis Balesa. Amen. 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 Another message here from Tepo Malebane, and he says, Greetings, Sis Mbumi, and your guest, the conqueror, Balesa Brown. With so much challenges in life, it can only be God. You are a strong woman, and may your journey give hope to other ladies out there. Amen. Yeah. What's your Amen. take on that? Sure. <laughs> Oh, God, it can only be God, guys. Mm. Um, I remember the other time um, when people would like, yeah, but then why does God allow you to go through pain? Mm. And I'm like, you know, I, I see myself, I, I name myself. I said I am the um, apple of God's eye. Mm. And had he chosen you and for me to probably go through this, you would not have survived. But he knew what he planted in me because he says, I knew you before you were formed. I have called you by your name, right? Mm. So he knew me, Palisa Brown, before I came mm. here. He called me and he knew exactly what he planted within me. Hence, whatever it is that he throws or society throws at me, I can still go on and shake it off and say, you know what, I am still soldiering on because God, God is there. God is with me. Um, so fear has got nothing upon me. Yes, I'm human. I hurt. I go through pain and all that. But then at the end of the day, it does not make me to forget who is protecting me, who is shielding me from the things, and who is keeping me. So God, God, guys, God, God, God shows up. He continues to show up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the situation. God is there, and He is very much alive. To those that don't believe that there is a God, I always say, just go look in the mirror and ask yourself, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Amen to that. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Thank you so much, Balesa, for sharing that with us and what a testimony it has been. We've got a text message here from Melo and she says, thank you for allowing God to use you and your story for his glory. Amen and amen. Amen, Melo. Amen. So I want to play your voice note that has also come through from uh, Melo just uh, to speak life into you as you continue to do that to other people as well. Okay. Alessa Brown, you are greatness personified. You are amazing. You are such a queen. Uh, Keep sharing your story to inspire, to encourage, and uh, may your light shine brighter and brighter and brighter in the year 2023. Love you lots and lots and lots. Uh, Mello. Oh, that is beautiful. Sweet. That is so beautiful. You know, I always say, give me flowers while I'm still alive. Mm. Don't come to my uh, memorial and tell me what mm. impact I made. I mm. want to smell the roses now. Mm. Hence, you know, I, I go I go crazy for me on the social media platform because mm. I, I, I would normally challenge people to write my obituary. Because mm. I want to read those messages. I want to appreciate them uh, while I'm still alive. Because when I'm gone, 
I want to appreciate each, you know, I want, there's mm. nothing for me to appreciate. I'm sure. gone. I'm, I'm going to, to meet my maker. Mm. So write my, write my obituary now. Give me mm. those flowers while I'm able to, to, to smell the, 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 the fragrance. Mm. So don't come and put flowers on my grave. I don't want flowers on my mm. grave. Mm, I like that. Give me flowers whilst I'm still here. It is 1847 on the Feminine Touch, and we are talking to Balesa Brown on her book titled To My Rapist, I Say Thank You. A story about overcoming, a story about finding healing and forgiveness and just seeing the hand of God in every situation that we go through. I want to ask you this, says Balesa. Do you think that you'll be fully healed? Do you think you'll ever be fully healed from such a traumatic event as this? Um, for me, I always say that healing is a continuous journey. Mm. We we continue to heal because um, there will be as much as you're telling yourself that you've moved on in life, but there will be you know triggering elements that will continue to replay. You know, mm-hmm. like um, the other day, you know what happened to me. I mean, um, I just you know I I just I just froze, and it, it then took me back. But then at the end of the day, yeah, so, so we continue healing. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's something that cannot be rushed. There's no time frame mm. to healing, guys. Mm. There's no time frame. But let's, we also need to understand that we cannot allow ourselves to, to sit and dwell too much into pain. Sure, sure, absolutely. That's very well answered. I love that. So we've heard about the book. We've heard about the tour. Please do tell us. You're starting in Rustenburg. Which cities and provinces are you planning on covering and the dates for the tour as well? Okay, we're starting um, We're starting on the 21st of March and it is very exciting. I'm actually very excited about the tour that starts in Rustenburg because um, my book um, for me is being turned into a Netflix series. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Look at God. So um, the first production starts in Rustenburg. So wow. it was important for us to go back to where everything had started. Mm. So we, yeah, so we will be at Bingwe um, Guest Lodge. And, you know, you know, this is just, you know, God is just showing up. Um, you know, we had, we were just sitting, my manager and I, we were talking about how we want to, we want 2023 to unfold. And um, I remember for me, there was a time like last year was a very difficult year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into deep depression. I almost committed suicide on the 20th of June, mm-hmm. but then God showed up again. Mm-hmm. And I remember in October, I said to him, I'm tired of everything. Haven't I suffered enough? Mm-hmm. And he said, but then who needs to go through this? Because this is your journey. Um, this is your path. Um, you need to go through this. Um, your life has been written so that others can go and make reference of it, right? Mm. So I said to him, you know, in my conversations with him, I'm like, you know what? This is where I say, I challenge you to your word. You said, I must be still and know that you are God. Mm. And I was, I remained still. I shut out um, the outside voices. I then started focusing on me and um, telling God, even though, you know, um, he knows our plans, but then we also need to confess it with our own mouth and, mm-hmm. and, and tongue. Uh, and in faith, we need to say that we are planning a book tour. We don't have any finance. We don't have anything starting on zero. And God, you will then bless us 
with the people that will then come on board and say, you know what, we want to be part of this great initiative. Because for me, it is not, I'm a philanthropist. For me, it is not about the money. For me, it is about my commitment that I made to God, the agreement that I had about serving him and his people. So God just continued to show up, and then people are just coming in. You know, we've got high-profile people that are coming in that want to be part of this, that are not even expecting a cent in return. And I'm like, thank you, God. So I, I remain so, uh, because you you, sh- you you showed up, you continue to show up, and you're just doing amazing things. So, yeah, so we're starting in Rustenburg. This is the, um, the Northwest Province. Um, also, the reason why, because I'm from the Northwest Province, then we will have one in housing. We will then go to Limpopo. The date will soon be will be announced. I'm mm. not sure about the date because PR are still working on that. Sure. So we will, be, yeah. I think we will go. We'll be doing all nine provinces. Oh wow! All nine provinces, absolutely amazing. Yes. Balisa Brown, what a story! What a testimony! And good luck to you on doing all nine provinces and really just going out there and sending a message of hope throughout the country. I really believe that your book is a message of hope to show people that you can conquer, you can overcome, and you don't have to remain in your situation. Now, for those that can't attend the book tour, can they purchase the book and where can they purchase the book? Um, they can purchase the book after the tour. It will be available at exclusive books um, and, and um, Amazon. Um, currently, um, they can also... Oh, what's my manager's number? For me, you've got my manager's number. I think you'll mm-hmm. check. I'm not yes. so good with numbers. I normally give out my number and then he, he, he will just freak out with me because like, I'll be getting <laughs> brilliant of what. But then they can, okay, what they can do is um, we are available on all the social media platforms. I am Balesa Brown across from Twitter to TikTok. So it is Balesa Brown. So those pages are managed. So um, the minute if they want a book, they can just go up on there and then say, you know what, hi. Um, then uh, the people will then respond accordingly. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so our books will then be available at Exclusive and Amazon. Fantastic. To my rapist, I say thank you. That is on all social media platforms. I do have your manager's number here, 0684505307. Let me give you the number again, 0684505307. That's where you can get in contact with Balesa Brown's manager to purchase the book, to reserve your space for the uh, book launch as well, so that you make sure you go and you hear this powerful story and this testimony that uh, Balesa has to share about what the Lord has done in her life. Now, um, Sister Balesa, before I let you go, I just want to ask you, to somebody that, you know, is going through something as tragic and as traumatic traumatic as um, the ordeal of rape, what words of encouragement would you want to share with them? Okay. Um. First of all, I think the most important thing that we normally forget is to, we need to forgive ourselves, Mm. number one. Um, And this is not just about the rape, it's about any other difficult situation that you've faced in life. Um, Forgive yourself for allowing the wrong people in your life. Forgive yourself for trusting Forgive yourself for allowing people to hurt you. Mm. Forgive yourself for not choosing yourself first. Mm. And, you know, I said this year, 2023, I 
I am I'm, I'm all about self-love even because this is something that we lack mostly as as individuals. We want to give love to other people, but we fail to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the biggest, biggest, biggest word that I can say or word that I can just give is the word of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. They need to forgive themselves and the rest will fall into place. Because if there's no forgiveness, then there's no moving forward. I can say any other words. I can say whatever it is that, that needs to be said. But then at the end of the day, if you do not have the spirit of forgiveness, then it really doesn't matter what I'm going to say after. Mm. It's mm. not going to happen. Mm. Mm. Thank you so, so much, Ms. Vanessa. Forgiveness. Let us just forgive. It's hard to forgive, but if you do it by yourself, it will be hard. If you do it with the Holy Spirit, you will be yeah. able to overcome. As you said, Sister Balesa, that only through God's intervention you are able to forgive. Amen. 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 Sister Balesa, from us, the Feminine Touch, we wish you all the best on your book tour. Thank you for your time and coming to just share your story with us. We are so encouraged. We are so, so blessed to have listened and learned from you. And may the Lord continue to pour out more and more of himself into your life. Amen. I receive. Thank you so much. And have yourself a beautiful You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Thank you.